What is going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's Pardon the Disruption. I promise you this is going to be a great show with the pregame that we just had. I'm your host, Matthew Potter. I am the short sale guy, hedge fund connection, co-founder of the family tree at Real Broker. I can go ahead and help you do more deals. Reach out to me. That's what I'm here for. We're going to go ahead and get into it on how we do things around here. But real quick, make sure you're tuning in on Pardon the Disruptions. Grown up. We've grown up here. We have our own YouTube channel now, so go ahead and head on over to YouTube, like, subscribe. You can go ahead and get in the chat there, and your question might be featured on our show. Real quick, for those that are tuning in for the first time, this is how we do things around here. We have five pre-selected questions that will be asked. Each one of our wonderful panelists will get 45 seconds to answer, unless their name's RJ Bates. He's going to go ahead and get 40. So we're just going to go ahead and start the violence early today for King Closer over there. Um, And then from there, two minutes to go ahead and chop it up. Six question comes from the audience. So go ahead and make sure you uh, get into the chat and send your question over. We're going to start out with intros. We have Mr. Disruptor back from his semi-annual win on PTD. We have Steve Trang. All right. Thank you for that gracious uh, introduction. I really appreciate that. I'm glad that we're business partners in multiple capacities. Uh, So Steve Trang, Real Estate Disruptors. Uh, We've been in business 16 years. If there's a way to screw it up, we found a way. So we can help you avoid making mistakes when you work with us. And then right now, we're helping people solve sales problems. If you have any challenges at all with sales, reach out to us. Absolutely. Steve, it's all in love. You know that. Uh-huh. Next up, coming to it, <laughs> coming to us from Richmond, Virginia, we have Chris C.J. Jefferson. Introduce yourself, boss. I think we got to hit the mute. This is the best C.J.'s ever sounded. here we go (laughs) all right well next cj cj will have that crispy internet up and running in no time we are excited for it all right next up we have coming to us from texas we have mr rj bates the third introduce yourself what's up guys rj bates the third two-time closers Olympic (laughs) champion that's right. I'm going to talk about it until someone takes it away from me. Actually, my goal in 2024 in the Closers Olympics is to close more deals than CJ has cease and desist letters from the University of Miami for ripping off the year. That's my goal in 2024. Man, that's a lofty goal. We look forward to seeing seeing you hit that. Last, certainly not least, we have Leon. Don't forget the G Barnes. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, everyone? Leon G. Barnes. We learned in pregame here that uh, I am the one panel member that cannot be replaced, even though every (laughs) other week they are replacing me. So just know that it's not me. It's them. Excited to be back. 100% accurate information. All right. We're going to go ahead and get into it with question number one. What are your thoughts on a former Connecticut real estate developer getting five years in prison for an investment fraud scheme? Go ahead and start us off, Steve. Good. I mean, I think maybe it's not even long enough. Um, You know, when you're taking people's hard earned money, I think this is there should be some very, very serious consequences. You know, Uh, there's that old um, joke or whatever, like, you know, uh, if you rob someone with a gun, it's five years, it's five or more years. You rob someone with a pen, 
It's just like, you know, it's like it didn't happen at all. So I'm glad that they're throwing the book at this guy. And, you know, something I did a foolish a long, time, long, long time ago was I got caught up in a Ponzi scheme, right? I lost money. And I remember when that happens, like, I hope they burn that guy, right? Like, that was real money that I invested, that I worked hard for. And he's, they're talking like $30 million he took. You got to remember 30 millions in your pocket is generally 50 to, 6 million, 50 to 60 million earned that you're planning to create a legacy for your family. So I think five years might not have been enough, but I'm glad that he's paying a serious price. Steve coming in hot with the, uh, the burn him at the stake. I like it. All right. CJ, what about you? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah. Uh, so I read the article briefly right before uh, the show started. And there's a line in there where the guy uh, says that he got caught up trying to keep his lifestyle up uh, that he was used to, uh, which, uh, you know, I think the lesson in that in this, this article situation is uh, the guy lost a lot of money in 2008. Uh, and instead of just getting diligent and building his business back up, doing what he needed to do to get back to wherever he was pre 2008, uh, he wanted to maintain a lifestyle and he stole from people. Um, my opinion, I know he's 65 years old, but it sounds like to me, he probably deserves more time than five years, uh, because he created a lot of impact. I'm sure to people's lives, $30 million is a lot of money uh, to take and just frivolously spend. So, um, you know, take your lumps and, uh, build your businesses back up. Don't steal. There we go. I feel like I was just part of like a dare infomercial there i like that bro i like that all right rj what about you what are your thoughts on uh, mr developer i mean my my thoughts are he took this money he went out and bought a maserati he bought a yacht and, and to cj's point he was trying to maintain a lifestyle i think that says a lot about the world that we live in nowadays where he probably felt some sort of outside pressure to maintain the lifestyle that he had built up and then lost in 2008, where the vast majority of Americans lost their lifestyles in 2008. So instead of just coming to grips, he tried to be the smartest man in the room and now he's paying the price. Uh, my question is, is how are the people that lost this money going to get repaid? I mean, if I lost money, I don't care if he spends 20 years in there. I just want to get my money back. Uh, but more importantly, what I want to know is, is how long do the fake closers in the closers Olympics get? Do they get five years for pretending <laughs> to be a closer and wasting all of our time? <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be one of those days, y'all. We're gonna have some fun around here. All right, Leon, what about you? What are your thoughts? I think first of all, we're gonna hear about this closer Olympic for five the next five years. <laughs> Uh, that's what we're gonna. That's our. That's um, our sentence, man. No doubt. Second, uh, I think if you're raising money uh, from investors, I think the first thing that you should do, outside of watching your favorite show, Part of Disruption, you should add American Greed uh, to your uh, watching uh, uh, the shows that you watch. And here's why: uh, it will teach you every way to not to go to jail. Uh, American. This is a classic case of American greed. That that show is one that, as someone that knows he would not do well in jail, uh, I want to know all the ways to stay out of jail. And the best way to do that is not steal people's money and try to live a lifestyle. To what RJ and Chris both said, he lost a bunch of money in 2008 and got caught up. I don't think people uh, set out to maliciously 
steal money from people. But what happens is you start driving the nice cars and you start buying yachts and households and all those things and you lose it, you want it back. And he wasn't willing to take the time to grind to get back to the top. He took shortcuts and that's exactly what happened. And he probably got uh, not enough time. And last but not least, isn't it funny how anyone that gets caught in these type of schemes, all of a sudden, <coughs> I don't feel too well. I don't think I can go to jail. <laughs> Whether they're 30 or 60 years old, <coughs> I got the itis. I got some issues. I can't go to jail. <laughs> Classic. So um, in that article also, they talked about, it was like his two daughters, right? They're like, we can't lose our dad. You know, he's so influential. Like, who are we going to call for guidance? Like, don't call him. Like, if anybody, <laughs> don't call him. He's the worst qualified person to give guidance. Yeah. I mean, but more importantly, I mean, does anyone have any idea what happens to the people that were impacted by this? Because it doesn't really say it. Yeah, it, it, it if, you, if you watch American Greed, like Leon said, they got to figure out how to get their lives back. Uh, you know, it sucks, right? People's retirement gets knocked out. And, you know, I think there's something to be said also about, you know, when you invest money like Steve did. Um, I think people do have to have the awareness that there's a risk association to lending. Uh, when you invest money, uh, often we invest money with the perspective that it's a guarantee. Um, and that's not true. Uh, and so there, I think there's responsibility on the, on the investor's side as well, because this guy could have been vetted out better. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody could have looked into more of what he was doing more before they made an investment decision. So there's, there's responsibility all around. There is, but most point, people, though, unfortunately, there's, there's, to your point, when you vet, you can vet all you want. There's a lot of smart investors that have been taken. Look at Bernie Madoff. There were a lot of smart people that were taken. Um, to, to your question, RJ, in these situations, usually they're able to auction off yachts and houses and those type of things. And, you know, the people that invested the most may get a quarter of that back, may see some of it back. But generally, the people that invested the least amount and have needed the most are the ones that get nothing back. So, it's hard right. to recover those dollars. Um, at the same time, you can vet people as much as you want to. Um, you just know to CJ's point, you have to know that there's risk associated that that's money you could lose. Yeah. And so for us, like the way they did it was there was receivership, right? So a guy was appointed and his job was to track down all the assets that uh, were still left and auction all of it. And the worst part, I would say, with what happened with receivership was those that got paid dividends had to give that money back. So not only did you get your money stolen, but distributions that were paid, you had to pay it back. So people like me who got no distributions would at least get something. So it was it's ugly. It sucks all around. Everyone gets screwed. So like I said, five years, I think is kind of skinny. I think if they hung him, that'd be probably a better outcome. But I'm a little biased. I've been. I've been last point here. Last point for me is I can tell you this. I'm not someone that would ever want to go to jail. But if that dude took millions from me in that courthouse, it would be very hard to keep me off his neck. I mean, I'm coming <laughs> coming <laughs> after that dude, especially to what you just said is I got dividends. Now I got to give that back. And you took millions from me. I'd have a problem with that. Yeah. Damn. All right. That was uh. That was a great round. I like this question a lot. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm looking at this one realistically. Uh, you know, Steve coming with a home field advantage and the personal story. You know, for a little bit deeper dive, I think we're gonna go ahead and you know agree with Steve on this one. It, you know, hopefully it's not a 
tone for the entire day, especially with King Closer over here. We know, we know, we know he's going to come in hot. Leon's coming in with, you know, I, hey, I'm on people's necks. Like, hey, it's a whole thing. Man, we're getting DJ aggressive. Was a respectable one on this one. Yeah, I know. Like, CJ is the one that's just trying to bring the whole ship up here. He's like, nah, like, come on, guys. Like, you got to vet your invest. You got to vet the investment as well. All right. Next up, question number two. What do you make of Elon Musk's ex agreeing to pay for legal fees over wrongful termination for using X slash Twitter? Go ahead and start us off, Steve. I think he's the hero we don't deserve. You know, I think he is an absolute champion for free speech, and I absolutely love it. Right. Like, I think for him to put his own money on the line to defend free speech. The reason why he bought Twitter was he thought that we should have a community town, town square where we can all speak freely or we're not censored. He's mm-hmm. not just burnt $44 billion on a failure of a company to keep that thing going. But now he's willing to pay legal fees to help people that have gotten fired for, you know, uh, wrongful termination, or whatever. So I'm a free speech absolutist. I love, I think free speech should never be uh, taken away. And it seems like we're kind of going that direction. So I love that there's at least one person willing to put his money on the line to defend it. Shout out to Steve. Just 100% always stays on that line of like, yo, I'm free speech. I don't care. (laughs) Um, All right. What are your thoughts on it, CJ? Look, man, I I don't know if, you know, I don't know if Elon's going manic. I, I'm not. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, he, he seems like he's losing his marbles. Shout out to all the free speechers, uh, like uh, Steve, you know, RJ, uh, and whoever else still putting coal in the train. Look, um, <laughs> here, here's the harsh reality: your words have consequences. So yes, there is free speech, but you, you just because you say what you want doesn't mean you can absolve yourself of the consequence of saying whatever it is that you want. We seem to live in this world where some people tend to think that they can say anything and there should be no consequence or action to that. If you say something crazy to me and I knock you in the mouth, that doesn't you can't be mad at me because I knocked you in the mouth like you said something that triggered that. And there's responsibility with our words. And that's just the facts. You're definitely not wrong, CJ. Well, I've had that discussion at least 100 times at my house. Like, hey, you can have free speech. Just know that somebody's going to have a, uh, a free response back at you. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> like, that, That's the way that it works, man. Like, it is what it is. All right, RJ, what are your thoughts? I think Elon has too much damn money. <laughs> he just wakes up and he's like, what are we going to do today? What's going to keep my name in the news, right? I mean, dude, just stay out of the way. I mean, uh you know, I brought this up pre-show. There's a NASCAR driver. He went and he liked a a George Floyd meme that, that Steve has seen and, and said it offended him. So you know if it offended Steve, it must be terrible. Um, I Is is Elon going to go pay for his legal defense because he's getting fired right now? I mean, it's just ridiculous. I Where does he draw the line here on who he's going to defend and who he's not? What I do want to know is, is he is he going to defend the closers that I'm suing that pretended to be closers and just straight up fumbled deals in the closers Olympics? That's what I want to know, Elon. Are you going to defend them? Have some ready. Outstanding. 
there's nothing there's nothing to say other than outstanding there. Uh, way, way to just run with it. Uh, I appreciate it. And you know what? Elon may have too much money, honestly. He, he may at this point. All right. What are your thoughts, Leon? First off, I think you should stop giving him credit for that and change me. Respectfully, I'd ask that you change me in order so I don't have to follow that each each individual time. It makes you look better. Um, I will say this. Well, I don't need help with that, Steve. Thank you. Uh, I would... <laughs> Uh, first and foremost, uh, I think we, you're missing the point a little bit on this respect to CJ's answer on free speech, and, and there are consequences to that. But I think what we're missing here uh, is the guy is a genius in this regard. As he said, there would be no limit that they would pay. And so he's developing no limit soldiers out there like Steve. Shout out to Master Pete. Uh, he's developing soldiers out there that are on his, um, you know, his followers, if you will. This is all about, uh, to RJ's point of getting his name in the news and also X in the news. You know why? The point you're missing here is there was a 50% ad revenue drop in Twitter, X, what have you, whatever it's called these days. It was 50% ad revenue drop in July. This has everything to do with attention back to Twitter, back to X to get those revenue numbers back up. Because, yes, he may have a lot of money, but X has to be a viable business. And this is all about a marketing point. So do yeah. you think this is going to help the ad spin? Because I think this no. is becoming more divisive and making more companies say, I don't want to be associated with them at all. Yeah, well, I guess well, I'm we'll trying to figure out this new, how is this is the we, well, learn in this new political what we learn in this new political world is that there are there are sides that people take, including advertisers. There are advertisers that will take the side of that free speech, and that's where it's being divisive, Steve, is that if you say anything that he will you know pay your legal fees, no limit on the fees, that could be offensive to a lot of people. And so there's there's where the device is. So I think we gotta look at it. but it's attention. So I think maybe his post is taken a little bit out of context, right? Because he's not saying everything. He's saying if it was wrongful, right? Like if you're saying something just grossly offensive to piss off people, you should get fired, right? If someone in my organization posted that George Floyd meme, I fire their ass right now. Like there's no question about that, right? But, right? Steve, that wouldn't be a wrongful. What do you know is wrongful? Here, here, what, here what, what the is issue. Yeah, Steve, Elon Musk doesn't get to play God because he's rich. That's not how the world works, bro. He, a lot how's of he get to decide what kind of play are doing it? Well, but he doesn't get to decide what's wrongful and what's not. No, right? but he can de- so, decide what losses he's funny. I mean, look at George Soros, right? You got you got the who's the guy Steve Wynn, right? You look at a lot of guys funding a lot of politics. They're but very Steve, influential. Anybody, anyone can file a wrongful termination. You can do mm-hmm. some stupid stuff. And file right. a wrongful lawsuit, right? And sure. still, does that cover? Does he cover those legal fees when you're clearly in wrong, even though you filed this? Yeah, yeah no, you're clearly wrong. No in the fees. He put some sort of restriction. I don't remember exactly what it was, right? But there was some sort of restriction in regards to like if it was something that you should not have been fired for, right? So to CJ's point, yeah, he is playing God or he's playing judge and jury and executioner in this in this regard. But I think it's good that someone's fighting for free speech. Yeah, I, I do think it's a it's a ploy for publicity. I don't know, RJ, how it really helps, you know, from an advertising standpoint, but it's definitely attention. We're talking about it. He's getting a lot attention. of other media is he's definitely getting attention from it. 
Well, I I'm curious uh, on the ad spin side. If you're an attorney right now, are you going to go run ads on X? Like there, will there be an increase in ad spend from from attorneys saying, "Hey, I want to get hired on on all these"? Because I mean, he's essentially promoting this behavior. Also, in my opinion, that's that's where it, he has been doing this for a while now. Where this whole "I'm going to buy Twitter because it needs to be about free speech," he's been kind of creating this breeding ground of this is Twitter is going to become a toxic place where you're going to say the things that you probably wouldn't say anywhere else. And now How it's led to these in the past. I think what, there was restricted saying? free speech for one side, not the other. Now it's unrestricted on both sides. I'm not saying that's right, but at least it's more even. He's essentially asking for it though. He's saying, come here and say mm-hmm. all of the things that you wouldn't say anywhere else. You guys know what though? Wrong for termination suit or not. Say the wrong thing to the wrong person, Twitter or not, you could mm. get knocked in the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> and you should, and you should. Yeah, I got We're my folding, go. yeah, I got my steel folding chair over here, man. I know the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're good. I love that question, and I Shout love out to the Montgomery, debate. man. Shout out to Montgomery, all right. Uh, I love that question. <laughs> I love the dialogue. I love everything about that. Was on point. Um. CJ is going to get the point on this because, like, dude, honestly, it, it's true, though. You can have all the free speech you want. It doesn't make you free of the consequences of your speech, though. And it's just that simple. It is. That includes you, Steve. I just want to let you know that. Uh-oh, Steve's Don't frozen. Me, He's frozen. He's scared. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Qu- question three. This one, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of backstory before we get into that. Oh, wait. Before we do that. I just realized, Steve, I got to toss it over to you. We have a announcement from our sponsor, Bateman Collective. Can you even hear me? I can hear you. Okay, so I got to figure out my video. All right. So <laughs> if you ever run PPC ads, you know what headache it is and a nightmare to keep up with the latest changes. <laughs> I used to run my own PPC campaigns. Then I found Bateman Collective. I was relieved to find a PPC partner who actually understands the real estate industry and are true experts in PPC and make PPC work. So do what I did, get a free consultation with Bateman Collective, see how they make your PPC work and generate more leads for you. Visit batemancollective.com slash PTD and get your free consultation. Awesome. Thank you, Steve. All right. Here's our backstory on question number three. Recently, Dave, I'm going to butcher his name, Dave Portnoy purchased Barstool from Penn Entertainment for $1 because Penn had inked a deal with ESPN as its sports gambling partner. Both parties concluded that David is the only one who can run Barstool Sports and make the most from his entertainment platform. Here's our question. How can a company be successful without the active involvement of its founder and CEO? Start us off, CJ. Yeah, I think you got to not build the business around the founder CEO. You know, Barstool, when it came out, was kind of this backyard, you know, water cooler office conversation platform they kind of blew up because it wasn't the corporate espn you know uh, fox sports uh that kind of thing um so you know good for him for being able to get it back uh for a buck uh but i, I think for barstool to be successful uh, he's either got to edify other people and build up that talent that talent and, and provide platform and audience for them 
uh, or it's going to be something he's got to constantly be involved in. Over the years of Barstool, uh, the guy's been in all their shows damn near. Uh, he's in all their content. Uh, so I don't know that there's any escape from that. But, uh, I mean, hell, man, the guy snuck out $850 million, uh in a cell, got it back for a buck. Uh, I think that's uh, worth getting on camera a bit. Absolutely. <clears throat> all right, RJ, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm going to keep this simple. I, I don't think a company can be successful without the active involvement of its CEO. CEO is a role. You need that leader there. This is just like any other organization out there. You know, a football team, a basketball team needs its head coach. Um, there's a reason why companies have the role of chief executive officer. It's, it's to be there. It's to be the leader. It's to be the key decision maker. So if you're not actively involved, uh, you're probably going to fail, except unless you're one of three companies that I just saw the CEOs close during the Closers Olympics. Those three companies probably will succeed if their CEOs retire. That's all I'm saying. Uh, RJ doesn't miss. He does not miss on a Thursday on PTD. All right. All right, Leon, what are your thoughts? How do I not have seven points for following that crap? Um, <laughs> so, first of all, this was a gangster move by by Dave. Um, there are a, there's a lot of clickbait that's in this article because he did buy it back for a dollar, but fifty percent of the proceeds, if he sells it, uh, go back. Uh, so it's not like he he just got over completely on this deal. But it's 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 a definitely it's a gangster move of getting it back after selling it. Uh, generally, in in business, uh, a sellable asset uh, is not necessarily built around one person, to CJ's point earlier. Um, it's a hard to sell an asset when it's built around one, especially with their type of culture. Barstool is that kind of that backyard, as uh, RJ was saying earlier. They're definitely different. Uh, not They're the reverse or the opposite, polar opposite of ESPN, hence why. They had to move it back because Disney owns ESPN and did not want Portnoy and that culture as a part of the brand. So the answer is that you can. uh, You just have to make sure that you have someone that is uh, of the same culture uh, and that can continue to move it forward. This happens in corporate America all the time. RJ used to work for Pizza Hut. The Carney brothers sold the Pepsi and Pepsi took it to a, a different level. So it can happen successfully if you have the right CEO to take over. Hey, real quick, Leon, I just have to say something in regards to your answer before we carry on. Uh, fuck Disney's culture, okay? Move on. <laughs> there we go. Undefeated, on, absolutely undefeated on a Thursday. We got RJ. All right, Steve, what are your thoughts on this? Hey, give him the point. Give him the point. <laughs> no, no audio, That's Steve. the best answer. Best answer ever. Nah, shout out to Steve Trang, man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, realistically, none of us thought Steve was going to give a good answer anyway. (laughs) That's just rebuttal. Yeah, no. Just, just, I don't know, chop it up and Steve will join us at a later date. Yeah. So, Leon, did you actually say anything about the question? How could a company be successful without the active involvement of its CEO? Yeah, I did at the end, right? I said that uh, I gave I you a, a specific 
I gave you a specific example of, of your former employer when Pepsi bought Pizza Hut. Uh, that's one small example of a company taking, you know, a brand to another level that Pepsi did. You just have to have someone that fits the culture in that seat of CEO to move it forward. You have to have a replacement plan. But that's yeah. the difference. You're, you're saying without its founder. The question is founder slash CEO. They replaced that right. CEO with another one. Yeah, but Barstool right. wasn't built on Barstool was built on culture in 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 in, in the in the internet, right? And, and really going viral initially, and they built out you know a business really kind of around that. Uh, but the culture of it was you know this frat boy style discussion of sports that people the everyday people would be having. It's not you know Scott Van Pelt sitting there in a suit. Uh, with, with in a studio, you know, saying all these things. I, I think that probably this company, Penn Entertainment, realized that that's something hard to duplicate because the culture is 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 predicated on the actual people itself. And so, if you don't have those people still that created that foundation, I, I think that becomes really hard to duplicate. Doesn't matter if you're it's a CEO a or founder, same problem. It's a unique company for sure, to CJ's point. And if you're going to replace that level of founder slash CEO, you have to have someone that fits that bro culture that they have. I mean, that's that's where Penn messed up is they didn't fulfill that role with an understudy to keep the business uh, continuing to grow. You can't, that is not something that you can make corporate or Disney-fy it, uh, if that's even an adjective. Um, it is it, these days. You have to have someone, <laughs> you but, have to have something that is similar to their culture. We're seeing this all the time though now, right? Where you got old white guys in suits, private equity firms that are coming in, buying up these, these entities that people create and build with the thought of only how can we just take this asset and continue to monetize it for more money? That's the business model. The reality of it is, though, social media, the last 10 years has been an absolute game changer to how people intake information and entertainment. And there's a detachment from these old guys that are up in suits and offices and skyscrapers on how these things are actually functioning and working at a ground level. And I, and I think that's the miss uh, that you see in things like that. And this is this is also why if you go look, ESPN's business is tanking at the exact same time, which is why they just did this deal to try to get in more revenue uh, as a result. And, that, and that's just the hard reality. How fumble the ball on signing a deal with their sports gambling partner? Like, you're supposed to be the sports network. You should have had the pick of, like, the whole crop. And how did they end up with this where it's like, oh, my God, we, we've got to bring back the original founder because it's not going to work without him. That's laughable for ESPN. Everybody had great insights. Steve, appreciate you, you know, for everything that you did for us here. This um, is the one time I would be really happy if you gave him the point. The only time you I know, think I would be happy. I, I, try, I, tried to, I tried to get it going in the chat. Only 17% voted for Steve. I'm a little upset about this. Um, that being said, I did take this one to the chat because all three of you gentlemen did have great points. That being said... CJ is going to go ahead and get this point. Um, don't worry. I got something special cooking here. You guys watch out. <clears throat> next up, before our next question, we have a word from our next sponsor. Um, 
This one is the family tree of Real Broker. If you are looking to make a change in your real estate business, check out therealfamilytree.com. Schedule your collaboration call with us. We will help you grow your real estate business. All right, we're getting into the next question. We have, with the controversy surrounding banks and their chances of foreclosure, what are some alternatives for people to place their money in as savings? Let's start it off, CJ. Uh, I mean, uh, real estate. You know, if you've got cash... Now, I'm not talking about this... uh, this this weird thing that people are obsessed with now of uh, just taking over mortgages and buying properties with no equity in it and calling it investing uh, <laughs> all, all in all, all in the guise of cash flow. Right. Uh, that's not investing. All right. You park money in assets. You put cash there. Uh, you park it in assets that can appreciate in value uh, that you can you can speculate with data uh, accurately over time. And you protect your wealth. That's what people do. Uh, and that's that's exactly what uh, I would do as well. CJ, giving us the ro- roadmap. Yes, we can hear you now, Steve. <clears throat> All right, RJ, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Shout out to the you with the haymaker towards sub two. Was- <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you sick. said it, bro. <laughs> Uh, All right, am I right or am I right? Come on. Uh, you're you're right, bro. You're right. Um, negative equity, baby. We can cash flow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Cash flow. Uh, cash flow is right uh, there with referrals, man. Yeah. <laughs> the the best alternative that I've heard of recently is is there's a real estate developer in Connecticut that if you give him your money, <laughs> uh, he do amazing. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, real estate is the answer. I think we're, we're probably going to be a consensus across the board on that. Um, just make sure that if you're going to do it and you're going to private money lend it, um, you you only do it with the top half of the closers. Olympics, definitely not those bottom six. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be sitting in a bank account because they'll never actually close the deal to use it on. Oh, geez. Um, <clears throat> RJ's undefeated right now. Holy. <laughs> All right. Somebody texted me and said, uh, they said, close the Olympics. They said, RJ Phelps, man. <laughs> RJ Phelps, man. RJ Phelps. <laughs> All right, Leon, what are your thoughts? Well, my first question is, did we send that check in Connecticut to sell block nine for that, that lending? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well done. Well played there, RJ. Um, so I, you know, there are a lot of alternatives out there. Uh, we are all obviously in real estate, so we're going to be biased towards this. The, the people that would say gold and silver and other things, our grandparents or our great grandparents that left, that didn't trust banks and put things in uh, their, their, their mattresses. I, I'm not that guy. Um, you know, lending is something that for those that do not have real estate experience, I think is the best place to park your money. And you can do it in a short-term lending uh, situation for fix and flip or trusted, very trusted real estate investors. You can have money in play for three to six month time frame and get that money back out, or you can have it in a two to three year time frame. So peer-to-peer lending for someone, especially that is um, that has tons of experience in flipping homes or flipping commercial, what have you. It's very short term, very safe, and it's a good alternative. 
well thought out and detailed there. We we appreciate it, Leon. All right, Steve, where are you parking your uh, your money bags? Well, so first number one, real estate, like everyone else said, right? After that, Scottsdale Community Bank, the best bank in the country, right? Yeah, a little biased. <laughs> but Scottsdale Community Bank, right, off of Via Deventure and the 101. And then number three, uh, it, I would say, is a whole life insurance. You know, like you, you're going to have excess cash between transactions, right? Like you're not always going to have your money in real estate. You're not going to ever have just, you know, uh, 200, 300,000 liquid at all times, right? And so when you got 30,000, 50,000, whatever, between transactions, whole life insurance, that's where we're putting our money. And then whenever you need to use it, you just take it out of the whole life policy. So I think whole life insurance is a place that is protected, better insured than FDIC. And if you ever get sued, no one can touch it. Hmm. Steve sounded like a, a clip of a bigger pockets book just now. That was a good answer, Steve. Uh, send it to me. <laughs> but again, VA Ventura 101, <laughs> Scottsdale Community Bank, ScottsdaleCommunityBank.com. Use referral affiliate code train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love affiliates. That it? No, nobody else wants to add anything more. I mean, I think we all agree in real estate. I, yeah, no. I, I, de- I mean, it's definitely got, real estate. I think Leon made a good point about yeah. lending. Uh, yeah. Lending is good, uh, but you also don't want to. Lend to somebody running a Ponzi scheme. So if you oh, lack right. business, a lot of lenders lack business experience and they think that it's a guarantee. All right. Uh, you got to vet out your borrowers uh, for sure. So Chris, you, so you, you talk about betting twice lend, now. You can definitely, you can definitely lend to me. I drive a deep Cherokee. Deep <laughs> Cherokee. I do not have two yachts. I've been, I've flipped over 400 homes or overseen 400 projects. So you can vet me all day and there's tons of us out there. Uh, don't utilize that money to buy things for us that uh, ultimately are using the money what it's supposed to be used for. So Chris is talking about vetting. I mean, what are the top three things, Chris, that you look at as far as vetting? I mean, look, I think I think the number one thing is just experience, right, and knowledge. So the difficulty is when you say that, people then say, "Oh, well, how can I ever get a loan if I didn't have, if I don't have any experience yet?" In the last ten years, twelve years, lending has gotten really honestly out of hand, right? There's been such an influx of cash into the marketplace uh, where it's just flowing and going to everybody. There's a hundred percent financing out here. You got DSCR loans that are flowing around out here. Uh, as long as you got a pulse uh, and a 640 credit score, uh, you can get a loan. Any, I can, I'm in Virginia. I could get a loan right now in Arizona uh, without ever stepping foot in the state. Uh, and nobody's going to care. You guys know this is the truth. Scottsdale uh, Community and- Bank, baby. Shout out, shout out to Scottsdale Community <laughs> Bank. So I think you, I think it's vetting is is really about experience, and then and then also creating checks and balances in lending. A lot of people that I've ever seen get burned in lending. They had no checks and balances in the lending. They just gave somebody money uh, under the pretense uh, that it was just going to magically just come back uh, all the time. The reality of it is, in business, people run into issues. People run into adversity, uh, and if 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 you've lent somebody money and it's not on a draw schedule. And you're just giving them all the money up front. Uh, and then they go buy a yacht uh, like RJ's friend uh, in Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> then, you know, I mean, you got it. You could be mad at the guy as you should be. Uh, but why would you give him all the money up front in the first place? So one thing to add to that. Simple, all right, I'll easy, allow it. Quick. Okay. One thing. Simple, easy process. If 
you are considering to use this alternative, investing with someone that you don't want to do the project yourself, you're going to invest with someone to place that money, ask them for three people that have invested with them for a minimum of five years. Just three referrals, people that you that, that person has invested in you and your projects, let me talk to them. If they can't provide three that have been investing with them for at least five years, might not be someone that you would want to do. just start with that first layer and you can go beyond that. But that the Ponzi schemes will say yes, say yes to that. So that's that was us. <laughs> I, I said uh, the first layer. I said the first layer. But I would say number four, right, is if they drive a Jeep Cherokee. So now we know. <laughs> I, I don't have I don't have Range Rover money like my man CJ over there. <laughs> <laughs> my man's Oreoed out over there. He's got the G ride. I love it. Nah, shout out to the bank account for sure. Uh, <laughs> there we go. We've been missing it. All right. Here's the thing. That round was, was amazing as always. Um, not going to lie. I think there were a couple great nuggets in there from Leon and Steve with the whole life insurance. Uh, I like that. We'll go ahead and split it up. I'm going to give both of you guys a point. No half points around here. We're going to do that. Don't worry. We got something cooking here. We got something cooking. All right. Real quick, before we get on to our next question, I'm going to toss it back over to Mr. Disruptor himself for a, another announcement from another sponsor. Yeah, I would just say, you know, real quick, the last couple of weeks, we had over 15 people join our sales community, and it's great to see people trusting us to and investing in themselves. You hear me say this often. I believe the best way to make a lot of money real fast is to get really good at sales. So if you're curious about what that is, join salesdisruptors.com. Uh, I wish we could have sponsored Closers Olympics. I think they could have used a little help to... to Compete against RJ. Yes. You know, so join us at salesdisruptors.com if you want to compete against RJ. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're gonna have a bunch of we're gonna have a bunch of little trained ninjas going against uh RJ next year. We're excited for it. All right, we're on to question five. There is a backstory on this one that I'm gonna go ahead and share with you guys, and then we'll get into the question. After going through many cycles of season ending injuries, recovering and repeating that cycle. Ricky Rubio announced he's taking a break from basketball to focus on mental health. What advice and encouragement would you give entrepreneurs who are going through mental hardships from lack of success? Go ahead and start us off, Leon. Well, first of all, I would say that being an entrepreneur is a lot like being a parent. It's great, but it's really stinking hard. It really is. It takes a village. If you, especially if you want to be great at it. So find yourself people that are like-minded, that are going through the same struggles as you. I don't have a lot of friends. My wife and I don't have a lot of friends that don't have kids. Uh, we enjoy learning about how to be better parents from others and the same thing from an entrepreneurial standpoint. So surround yourself with those that are going through the similar struggles. Second, I see a lot of posts about people getting up at 4 and 5 and 6 a.m., to work out um, their physical muscles every single day, but they forget about what controls all those muscles and that's their brain, their mental, you know, whether that's um, um, going and seeing professional uh, seeking mental health is something that our society I'm so glad is getting better at and acknowledging that people go through mental pain uh, rather than just physical. So whether it's meditations, seeking professional help, 
know that it's okay that we go through uh, tough times, whether in life or, or being an entrepreneur, that it's okay to take care of your mental. Deep dive there with Leon, as always, one of the most informed analysts that we ever have on PTD. We love it. Somebody right, has Steve. to do research around here. Hey, amen to that, man. It ain't going to be me. <laughs> All right, Steve, <laughs> what about you? When Leon said he didn't have any friends, I was like thinking about giving a virtual hug, but then he finished that thought. <laughs> um, <I> so, <laughs> um, I'm going to give two completely opposite answers. Uh, first, I would say you got to get a support system, just like Leon talked about, right? You got to be connected to other people who are in the same season as you, or maybe a little bit further. You got to, you know, squad up is what's thrown out there, but you got to have allies, right? I think that's the first thing. Because you're going to face adversity, and if you don't have people around you to to support you while you're going through adversity, it makes it even harder. On the flip side of that, I'm going to quote my man Elon, right? If you need to be picked up as an entrepreneur, maybe entrepreneurship isn't for you. So, two completely different opposite answers. Shout out to Steve, just... Absolutely, just thrown everything that Elon's ever thrown out back out on the PTD. We appreciate it. <laughs> I just my, my man is a fan. He is. He is a, a, fan, he is a fan. He is. He's a fan. <laughs> he does not care. All right, CJ. What are your, what are your thoughts on this, man? Um. All right. There's this show called Billions. All right, and uh, everybody should go watch the first season. Uh, there's a character on Billions. Her name is Wendy Rhodes. Uh, you need to make sure you got a Wendy Rhodes in your life, whether that's a therapist, a significant other. Uh, it's even better when it's a significant other. Go get you a Wendy Rhodes, and uh, your life will drastically change. Uh, go watch season one of Billions. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Man, CJ got me over here taking notes during the uh, during the episode. It's got to be a first for, for Potter over here. All right, next up, <laughs> RJ. What are your thoughts? I know we wrote this question with the whole Ricky Rubio at the beginning, but we know that this was directly written to the losers of the closers. So <laughs> let me speak to them. I know that it was tough for all 14 of you to lose. And especially like, like Steve said, you know, if you, you have to pick yourself up, maybe entrepreneurship's not for you. Well, <laughs> If you can't close an inbound BBC lead that wants less than the MAO, maybe closing's just not for you. <laughs> or you could sign up for Steve Trang's sales program and uh, become a Trangling and see if you can compete next year in 2024. <laughs> wow. It. <laughs> we gonna chop that one up, guys. Yeah. The I'll, I'll lane, change. Man. I'll change the subject. Um, back. <laughs> Please to do. The question. <laughs> so, Steve said something that um, he added to what I said uh, in talking about squatting up. And there's something very important that I've heard Chris say on this show um, as well is finding your squad that pours into you versus takes away from you. So it's important to add on there is the people that surround you, especially those that are not entrepreneurs, they don't necessarily always understand the struggle. There's some outliers out there that, that can, that maybe are, 
in corporate and those type of things. But generally, you need to be around other entrepreneurs that are positive, that are giving you, pouring into you versus telling you to stop doing what you're doing. Uh, that is a key point in that squatting up that Steve was talking about. Yeah. And look, Leon knows last year I went through some some significant struggle last year. He knows about this, right? Because had, we've had conversations and it wasn't just with Leon, right? It was with Eric Brewer. It was with Stephanie Betters. It was Gary Harper. It was all these other people that, you know, are helpful, want to see me win and have faced similar adversity. So what I'm saying, squad up with people that are in the same season as you or a little bit further will help you deal with some of the adversity you're facing uh, right now in this season. As a matter of fact, I had a conversation with a friend this morning, which I'm a terrible friend in this regard, because I had no idea how much he was struggling in the last 12 months. And he shared like his journey. It's like, man, I wish I knew earlier because there's some guidance or some suggestions or something I could have helped you along the way. Uh, you didn't have to go through that you know, alone. So you definitely have to have someone in your corner. I'm going to take this on a serious side, a, a little bit of a different line because, you know, you guys have talked about, you know, squatting up and finding an outside resource that can help you. But I do think at some degree, um, we have to internally look at ourselves and, and ask ourselves, we made a decision to become an entrepreneur. When you made that decision, you knew that it was going to be a rough road or otherwise you were getting into entrepreneurship for the wrong reasons you were looking at the results and thinking it was going to automatically happen. So you do have to look into yourself internally and, and ask yourself if you're prepared to continue down this path, because even if you overcome them and you get help with whatever season you're in today, it doesn't mean five years from now, you're not going to be going through other struggles. When I look across our, our journey as an entrepreneur, uh, the, the problems I have today were dreams that I had 10 years ago. It was the problems that I begged to have. And now that I have these problems, they feel like stress elements now. They feel like the world can come crashing down on us, but it's not. It's the, the problems that we ask for and we're continuously asking for them as entrepreneurs. So you do have to look inside and say, am I really wanting to do this with my life continuing forward? I, I think that's a great point, RJ. I'll add to that by saying that if you are not willing, and I think we just all assume this in this question and answering this, but it, to be a successful entrepreneur, you also have to embrace the suck, right? It, it's part of the, the job. It's what comes with it. If you're not willing to embrace that and understand that it's going to suck a lot more than it's going to be great, especially as you're starting out, then this might not be for you. Hang on real quick, Matt. Um, I'm going to say this no. is the first time I ever say this. Um, I think RJ might be smarter than me, right? Um, I'll never say that again. Um, I did not know how hard this was going to be. I didn't. I thought this was going to be easy. I'm smart. I'll figure this out. I'll make this work. I suffered a lot along the way. I wouldn't change a thing. But there were a lot of parts of the journey. It's like, why am I subjecting myself to this? So... Yeah, real quick. I'm sorry. I think I agree with everything RJ said, except I think most people do think entrepreneurship is easy, uh, especially now in social media culture. Uh, I think the message that we're all saying, though, is that failure is to be embraced uh, and failure is ultimately at all times a part of getting better uh, and leveling up. Like if you're not experiencing pain points, if you're not experiencing failure, 
Uh, you're not you're not pushing yourself as an entrepreneur to continue to ascend uh, to whatever that next level might be. Yeah. Everybody actually met or exceeded expectations on their performance review for this question. You guys all did actually <laughs> phenomenal. Like, no joke. Um, you know, I was going to take this one of the chat, and then I was like, nah. So I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and just give everybody a point on that one. Everybody, RJ, we're glad that you're finally on the board. You're participating. <laughs> let's, you know, let's go ahead I and keep it up. I was really hoping... I was really hoping you keep him with the goose egg just for the reason that <laughs> hey. every every answer is involving clothing Leon, just so you know, Leon, they've now given me the power to take points away as well. So you know what? We don't know what will happen nice. after question six. We don't know. Got Donnie right. Ruffin here. All right. All right. We're going to get into question six here. Um, this one's def- I'm I'm excited to see what you guys got on this one. Here's your backstory. MLB superstar, dude, I'm going to butcher it, Otani, you know, we all know who he is, uh, keeps Go setting ahead. records as both a phenomenal pitcher and batter. For example, right now he leads MLB in home run hits. Unfortunately, it seems that his team will miss the playoffs again, and it can be argued they are failing his phenomenal achievements. So our question is, what advice would you give to a high-functioning employee who's clearly carrying the company, but the company is not keeping up. Why don't we go ahead and start it with Steve? I mean, if it's not helping you accomplish your goals, then you got to go find an avenue to accomplish your goals. Uh, You know, we talk about talented people, right? Talented people will be loyal to you, maybe, if you're a vehicle for their success. But the moment you're not a vehicle for their success, they owe you no obligation to stick around, right? I love loyalty, but loyalty does not mean giving up your future and upside to, to work in an organization. So my suggestion is go find a place that can better utilize your talents. You can go ahead and apply at disruptors.com backslash apply. <laughs> All right. Hiring. Good hiring. Hire. Sorry. Hey, I don't know. I, I, I never get those links. Um, all right, CJ, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, on the back of what Steve said, I mean, you do what a smart organization does in this analogy, a sports organization, uh, you trade and get assets uh, that you can improve in other areas of the business. Uh, And so, you know, whether that's uh, and the distinction in business would be for me, right? Like if I've got a star employee that's carrying the company, I've got to know exactly what Steve just said. They're going to bounce soon. Uh, And it's inevitable that they will leave because eventually they'll realize they're carrying the business. So how much can I get out of that person before that time period is up, whether that's revenue into the business, what have you, and instead of distributing distributing those revs to myself in some way, I would be getting outward with that and getting more resources and talent into the business, into the organization that can siphon off of this individual uh, some of their knowledge or talent or skill set so that when that exit does take place, because it always will inevitably take place. Uh, we're not as in, in, in as bad place uh, as we thought we would be uh, with those new assets. Chess, not checkers. There it is. I like it. All right. What about you, RJ? What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, uh, I mean, three different answers here. For the Angels case, they're doing a disservice to their organization by keeping him. Right now, his trade value is at an all-time high. Your organization sucks. It sucked for a decade now. 
They should have traded him to try to rebuild, to actually do what they're trying to accomplish, which is to win a World Series. They missed the boat at the trade deadline. That's on their ownership. That's on their general manager. Um, he should be fired for not trading him because um, they're going nowhere. Business-wise, I think if you have someone that's carrying the company and you're afraid that you're going to lose him, uh, you should look and say, maybe we should promote him to a position where he can bring the rest of the company up, right? Maybe he is the that special or she is that special of an employee that can really change the trajectory of where our business is going and put them in a leadership position. In the case of the Closers Olympics with bringing me <laughs> on is. three years in a row and consistently bringing just piss poor judges like Steve Trang and CJ, I mean, they've just got to do a better job. So, <laughs> I, I'm not even going to hit the board. Uh, that's great. All right, Leon, what are your thoughts? So as an owner, I'm going to do what the Angels should be doing. It's criminal that they have the two best players, arguably, in baseball, and they haven't been to a, a, a playoff game. Mike Trout's been in one playoff game since he's been a professional, and he lost to the Kansas City Royals in 2015, I believe. So it's criminal. Um, the same thing is criminal when you have a high-functioning employee and your company's not keeping up if you don't ask them for advice. What I mean by that is that individual is so good within your organization is that you need to be building around them. And so you should ask them why they're successful instead of trying to give them all the advice, ask for their advice on what you could be doing more to build around them. And the thing I found when running sales teams is generally my highest and best performer generally hung out with high performers. So I would have incentives for that individual to help build out the team around that individual, he or she. Who do you know that I can incentivize you to bring on this team to make this team better and get a bunch of yous instead of just having one of you? So I just want to point out real quick that I'm the only one to answer the question. And then RJ, I think what CJ said a couple RJ weeks ago. RJ had seven answers, bro. What are you talking what, about? What, what CJ said a couple of weeks ago was you should build, or maybe last week, if you got a talent like RJ, you should build your whole organization around RJ's strong suit, right? He only knows how to do one thing. Everything else he's terrible at, right? But he can close. <laughs> and so the fact that he can close, you should have appointment setters. You should have lead gen guys. You should have marketing at full tilt. You should have four Dispo guys for one RJ, right? You should build an entire organization around your superstar. Unfortunately, Angels, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I so, the Leon's microphone... Steve's microphone's not working, neither are his ears today. So I said <laughs> that I would give zero advice to that employee, and I would ask their advice. That was my answer. And, and I like that. But, and also on the business side of things, because obviously you can't go to, to Mike Trout and Otani and be like, hey, the, who are your friends? Who do you want to bring? Who do you want to play with? You know, you can't do that in Major League Baseball. But on business, you can do that. And I have done that in the past. Uh, and, and to be quite frank, my whole team has changed over the past couple of years to where much younger demographic. Um, I, yeah. I've said it where you know they're all in their early 20s. Uh, because why? A 21-year-old does not want to come into the office and work with a bunch of 55-year-old dudes. 
Like it would just be awkward for him. The the camaraderie is not there, and and also their skill sets are very similar, so they f- they function better as a team. As far as the Angels go, I I don't know what they have to do to to fix the organization because it is a travesty that they have the two best mm-hmm. players in Major League Baseball and they can't win. Yeah, sports and business are a little bit different in this particular case. But, you know, to RJ's point and what I was saying earlier, is that closers know closers. And that's why we're all on the show with RJ. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get that in for you. There you go. <laughs> that it? We got nothing else? Man. I gave <clears throat> you the best advice you needed right there. You, you did. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Look, here, here's the deal. I wasn't sure if he was going to run it the whole way. Like, I honestly wasn't sure. And maybe it's one of the reasons why he won the Closers Olympics. Maybe. I don't know yet. But our man went six for six on inserting the Closers Olympics into his answers somehow. Which just goes to show that he is as consistent as a tree. Yes. (laughs) And I'm, look, I'm, I'm shocked that I'm doing this. But I'm awarding a I'm awarding a five shot right here. Yes, there's a We're five shot. shot. There's a five shot that just went to just to Texas there. Just and broke Leon G Barnes' heart right there. You did. I know. I know. So you know, we have consistency goes both ways. You can be consistently bad, just as consistent. <laughs> uh oh. Wait a minute. Leon Leon's making a final push here. Uh oh. Uh oh. So. Our man, consistent as a tree, the closer, the king closer <laughs> over there. He he has gone ahead and won this week. That being said, I have to say this real quick before I get into the outro. This was probably one of my favorite shows. No joke. I love everybody's um, everything that everybody was pouring into the answers. It was really great. The audience seems to think so as well, and that's that's why we do what we do. All right, we have had a lot of fun today on part in the disruption. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, make sure that if you had fun, go ahead and like, like this, share it with a friend. Um, if you didn't have fun, go ahead and share it with an enemy. We, you know, we're, we're all about free speech around here. All right. We're going to go ahead and do some outros. We'll go ahead and start with Steve. Uh, yeah, fun as always. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the judging. We're going we're gonna to have to investigate. Um, I don't know exactly what's going on. And then we're going to change RJ's handle from this is RJ to RJ in the past. So, RJ living, constantly living in the past. I'm okay with that one. We're, we're giving him a pass this week. Next week, we need a game all, all the way across the board. All right, CJ, go ahead and say bye to the people. Uh, bye to the people. Uh, it's Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Startflippingdeals.com. We got a webinar tonight. It's going to be awesome. Uh, congrats uh, to uh, RJ uh, on his uh, asterisk. Uh, you know, Mark McGuire. <laughs> there it is. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> uh, so shout out to him for that. Uh, Leon, always good to see you. Potter, you as well. And I uh, hope everybody has a phenomenal weekend. Don't forget to give a shout out to Steve training the uh, future generation of ninjas that are going to take down RJ. No, it's personal. Oh, man. Shout out to the training lanes, man. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. RJ, say bye to the people. Man, what a what a great show. Um, it's always a great show when I win. Um, really appreciate the judging today, Potter. Um, guys, if uh, I, I'm, I'm doubling down on as much content as I possibly can, um, Go check out my YouTube channel, RJ Bates III. Um, last thing I'll say is 
Um, I got confirmation yesterday. The shipment shipments went out. Um, all of the losers and the closers of Olympic. <laughs> their RJ Bates wrestling buddy is co- is on its way. All right, and and also I'm I'm shipping one to all the judges too. Okay, if you want one of these, uh, this is just slightly cheaper than the Frank Self program. <laughs> so reach out to me, DM me. Uh, Steve Trang sales program. If you want one of these, bro, I've been I've been bro. looking for a new target. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm trying to figure out if that's a blow up doll. <laughs> that's weird. Completely <laughs> inappropriate for this show. Jesus. <laughs> All right, um, RJ, make sure you get my address. Go ahead, shoot one of those over. Where? I can't believe this. Leon, <laughs> say bye to the people. Hey, hey, I appreciate the offer, but you can uh, save the postage on that one. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to. Uh, <laughs> my, kids, my kids would see that and not have nightmares. And you, you could appreciate the offer, though. Uh, all seriousness, uh, this was a, a fun show. It's good to be back. Um, and I want to make a point here that this – we all have fun, but there was a lot of good um, good answers today. If you're an entrepreneur, a real estate investor specifically, the communities that are represented on this show are there to, for just that, to support and help and pour into you, whether it's the youth, Titanium, Steve's uh, training uh, in his community, CG. That's what we're all here for. Uh, we love doing this show. In all seriousness, though, it's struggling as a real estate entrepreneur you've got a lot of resources within this community love being here with you guys 100 percent. i love how leon always bring always brings it though he does uh we we appreciate heart, you baby. we appreciate you as always leon thank you everybody for the spirited and well thought out discussions today um you know go ahead and tune in to us next week god only knows what we'll be talking about but we're gonna go ahead and bring it we'll see you guys later